Welcome to the Psychology Report. This is Dr. Alan Hedberg. Say, um, in my counseling, particularly with young couples, I come upon a relatively frequent problem or an issue that brings them into uh, counseling. Not uncommon for a young couple to say to me, you know, we just don't communicate well. We need some help in communication. Well, after I talk to them for about a half hour or more, it becomes very clear to me that it's not a communication issue at all. They talk well. In fact, they dialogue and they debate and they argue and they discuss and both of them add their opinions and their points of view. So they are talking. They are communicating. But what's the problem? Well, the problem are, yeah, problems are many, but here's one of them. They just don't know how to bring a discussion to conclusion. They don't know how to bring a discussion to the point of making this decision and then following up on that decision. That's the problem. They communicate, but they don't know when to stop communicating and when to come to a point of some type of decision or mutual consent or some kind of a compromise. That's one of the problems. One of the other problems is that they, they talk and they argue with each other and they make some kind of agreement. It might be a general agreement. It might be something that's been forced upon one or the other. But they don't follow up on that agreement. They may follow up on a day or two. But then after a day or two, that agreement is gone as if it was never made. So there's no follow-through. There's no consistency. And that, of course, then adds to more anger and more discussion among them. And they're having great conflict within the marriage because they just don't follow through. And they think it's communication. So there's different ways that couples have problems, but we look at this from kind of a, from a point of view of perpetual conflict. The couples that have perpetual conflict, in other words, they never come to the conclusion. They don't follow up on the conclusion. They don't follow through with the conclusion. They don't reach a conclusion that is mutually agreeable. So they go on and have another argument, and they go on and have another argument and then go on and have another argument, and there's this kind of perpetual conflict within their marriage, and it does wear them down. It is tiresome, naturally so. Dr. John Gottman, who is a marriage counselor, well-known, written many, many books, estimates that 70% of all marital conflicts fall into this category of what is called perpetual and unresolvable conflict. In other words, the same problem reoccurs over and over. Why do couples do this? I mean, this is really the problem. Well, here's one of the reasons they do this. The wife was raised in a family where the family talks, comes to a conclusion, and follows through. The husband was raised in a family that does not talk, does not take problems, does not discuss problems, does not come to a conflict resolution, does not come to kind of a solution, and does not follow through. So now they're married. So one comes from an experience of, I'll call it, positive conflict resolution. And the other one comes from an experience of no conflict resolution. And they are coming together and try to make a marriage out of this. It can't happen. They need some desperate thinking through of their differences in just in terms of how they were raised in their own natural homes. So that's one reason. And of course, sometimes you get a a husband or a wife raised in a home where there's a lot of cussing and a lot of argumentation and a lot of name-calling and a lot of debate and 
put-downs and anger and violence, if you will, even. And the other one raised in a home where it's gracious and kindly and empathetic and where there's understanding. And now they're married. And they're to put their marriage together? Wow. That's a tough one. And they won't do it unless they have somebody help them think that through and see how their differences in terms of how they were raised affects their marriage and how they're going to have to put aside their differences in terms of how they were raised as children and now come to a way in which they can live their life and communicate together as a marital couple. Now this happens in young couples primarily, mostly, but it also happens in couples that have been married for years and years because they've never worked this out. They've never tried to figure out you know, how to do it and how to make it mutual and how to make it congenial you know, between the two of them. So, repeated arguments, uh-uh, not good. Arguments without empathy and without consideration of the other person, not good. Arguments that stumble to the end. In other words, somebody walks away, somebody slams the door, somebody just kind of stops the discussion, turns the other way, won't talk anymore. No, not good. Okay. Arguments that end without really knowing what they were arguing about and what the real issues were between them. Not good. So how can a couple that is known to have perpetual conflict and disagreements make it in their marriage? What do they need to do? Well, here's a couple points that might be you know, helpful. Don't try to change the feeling of the other person. You know, we all have our points of view, but we have our feelings about our point of view. And keep the discussion focused on the point of view and see if that can be better understood and better appreciated. But don't try to change the feelings of the other person because those aren't going to change. You, ha you have certain commitments. You have certain history as to why you feel certain ways. And those feelings are going to remain. Try to understand the feelings of your spouse. But you may not change the feeling of the spouse. Over time, the spouse's feeling may change. That's true. As you live out kind of a conclusion or a, dis a disagreement that you've come to conclusion about or come to some resolution about, you may change feelings. They may change, certainly. But don't deliberately just try to change the feelings of your spouse about an issue. Keep the discussion focused on the issue between you. Understand it. Make sure you, ha you can articulate what your point is and what the other person's point is so that you know what you're talking about. And then you can go on and try to find what the resolution you know, might be. But first of all, you have to understand what the other person's point of view is and what the issue is that you really have between you. What are you really disagreeing about? Sometimes you don't even know that. You just keep on talking, just keep on disagreeing. There may be points that you do agree on, but then there may be points that you don't agree on. Keep your focus on that so you have that well understood. And you know, most issues are not do or die. They're not moral issues on which you have to make or break your marriage. Most issues are just general points of view and general issues that prevail in your relationship and your home. But you know, you can live with differences. You can live with the idea that you can agree to disagree. You know, moral issues that are critical have to be resolved. Those you may have to go to the mat over. 
But most issues that you discuss are not the do or die moral issues on which marriages uh, break up and marriages fail and marriages have their ongoing stresses that never get resolved. So if it's a moral issue, that needs to be addressed very specifically and tenderly and usually with professional help. But if it's just a difference of opinion or a preference of some kind or conflict of scheduling or whatever, those can be dealt with within your own marriage and with the idea that you can agree to disagree, you can agree to have differences of opinion, you can agree to have a kind of a, a point of view that might be different from the other person, but they aren't do or die issues. They aren't going to make or break the marriage. But you have to understand what they are. You have to understand how the other person does feel and does express themselves and wants life to be, even if you can't necessarily agree you know, to that. And then also, it's important to understand what um, the idea of compromise is all about. You know, most arguments reach a compromise. Or the other way of saying it around is compromise helps bring a marriage together and helps bring an argument to its conclusion. Now, compromise is kind of a difficult term. It's hard for some people to compromise, especially if you were raised in a home that does not compromise, does not kind of come together and to try to find a mutual point of agreement. But that's what, that's what compromise is all about. It's a, it's a way to kind of come together and have some kind of a mutual agreement or a, a uh, agreement where you can fluctuate and, and both have a certain degree of satisfaction and come out with the idea that you both won something, kind of what we call a win-win you know, situation. Compromise might be that we go to the wife's house for Christmas and we might go to the husband's wife, I mean, home and family for New Year's. Or you split one in Thanksgiving and one at Christmas. That's kind of a compromise. Rather, or you do one one year and one the next year. I mean, there are lots of ways to bring compromises about. But the idea is in a perpetual conflict is get to the compromise. Get to a point where you both feel you can live with it. You may not like it. You may not feel like you've gotten your way. You may not feel like you've gotten your preference. But you know, you can live with it. You can make it work. And then over time, you can tweak it, you can adjust it, you can modify it, or just live with it. But compromise is the honored position to come to in these kind of perpetual arguments uh, that take place in especially young and beginning marriages. And then lastly, don't look at it as a win. Perpetual arguments are not to be won. They're to be worked out. They're to be resolved or be settled in some kind of way. It isn't a matter that one wins and one loses. That's not the answer. You can't look at life that way. You can't look at your marriage that way. You can't look at your differences that way. It isn't that the wife has to be right in everything or the husband has to be right in everything or that even a, a particular difference has to be settled by one saying, yes, you win and I lose. No, that's not. It's generally a win-win situation. Each person wins something. Each person gets a little bit of what they wanted. Each person gets something that they can live with and begin a path of working that out and living that out. And then over time, it may adjust and become even a little bit different. But don't look at any perpetual argument as one has to win and one has to lose. One has to get and one has to give. 
One has to give up and one has to get everything. No, that's not how we resolve our differences within our marriages. It's that willingness to compromise, that willingness to accommodate, willingness to kind of come together and work together and accommodate the other person so that there's a fairness that prevails, that there's a reasonableness that prevails, that there's an, a, a, a kind of a feeling like both came out of it with some kind of, uh, of acceptance or some kind of a, an agreeable uh, resolution that can be implemented and can be carried out over time. And then make sure you follow through. It's often the follow through that makes a difference, or the lack of follow through, if you will. It's often the idea that we not only just talk about it, but we come to some kind of resolution. We come to some kind of accommodation. We come to some kind of a compromise. So compromise is one, accommodation is the other, and having the agreement that we can agree to disagree. That works well. Those three ways work well in bringing about this perpetual uh, argument that we have in our marriages. And then fourthly, just the idea that we understand each other. We understand the differences. We, we may not agree, but we can understand what each person's point of view is, and we can live with that. And we don't have to force the person into our particular mold or our particular way of doing it. But on top of that, come out of it with the idea that you can appreciate your own childhood history and your own family history as to how that contributes to how you make it in your marriage. Because there are differences. Husbands and wives have vastly different backgrounds. Rarely do they come with the same background, the same way of handling problems. They often have differences. And those have to be acknowledged and have to be talked about and sometimes laughed about even, if you will. But put aside the way that your family dealt with things and develop a way in which you now develop things within your marriage. So thanks for joining me today, and this has been the Psychology Report, and I refer you to my book, Doctor, Teach Me to Parent. I think you'd find in there some very helpful hints as to ways that you can work with your children this way and helping them resolve conflicts and uh, deal with conflict within their relationships, and you will learn it as well as a couple. So it's a great book you know, for you to have. Uh, other book there, Kids Alive, would be a good book if you have kids. Pick up, particularly younger children, pick up that book, Kids Alive. It's a way to help children learn attitudes and values uh, and ways of living within their relationships as a child. And, of course, my book on health care is excellent. And it just helps you just learn how to live a healthy life, achieve it, and maintain it. And then my book on um, lessons from my father. It's a nice, motivational, inspirational book. It takes mottos on which people have been raised as a child and talks about them, kind of a one little page per chapter, just a way of capturing kind of a daily lesson in how to live and how to deal with events and situations that occur in your life and grow by them. So take a look. It's in my website, booksbyhedberg.com, booksbyhedberg.com. Nice to have you with me today, and bye for now.